like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what I am today. Nothing here. Kiss all my love. Kiss all my love. The quiet man. Kiss all my love. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I wanted to kind of surprise you guys a little bit because I thought this is a uh, one of those topics. All right, good that, to go. Um, this is one of those topics where I think it's better if you the, the less you know, the more interesting it will be for you. And then and then feel free to ask questions because I did. Uh, I'm not going to say I did like a super deep dive because there's just so many elements of like engineering and, and construction that I don't know about. But I tried to hit the you know major points and everything. Um, and, uh, before I start, I, I kind of wanted to bring up, have you guys, did you guys, do you guys remember the Minneapolis, uh, bridge collapse? It happened about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Um, I wouldn't know it was, uh, cause I'm from Minnesota. And so there was, uh, uh, interstate, uh, 35, uh, West, um, mm-hmm. across the Mississippi, I believe. Um, the bridge just gave out and crashed during like uh, morning traffic and a bunch of people died. And it was kind of interesting, not interesting. It was a little bit scary because my father uh, took that bridge to work every day for like 30 years. You know, um, I believe he was retired at the time um, or had already passed that bridge. But uh, it's it's really terrifying. And then just recently in Florida, there was the uh, Surfside condominium collapse. You guys must have seen that in the news. Oh, right. Yeah, um, just, yeah, the whole thing just pancaked down to the ground where literally like one side of the hallway of the apartment complex, you just open the door and it was just sky and ground. And the neighbors on the other side were just gone. Like that was it. And uh, and it's it's and uh, today I'm going to talk about a uh, disaster that happened in Korea. Uh, Kevin, if you could do me the honors of the uh, taking us in the way back machine here a little bit to 1995. There we go. Okay, much obliged. Much obliged. Uh, we're going back to June 29th, 1995. So. Uh, Little Jack was uh, just graduated from high school, uh, maybe a couple weeks earlier. Um, Kurt Cobain. Kevin was just entering high school. Kevin was just entering (laughs) high school. Kurt Cobain passed away. Grunge was dying. And uh, God, all that like new kids on the block, not new kids on the block. What was the other NSYNC and Backstreet Boys? Uh, We were entering that era of of the 90s, unfortunately. But uh, in Korea, what happened was... um, on June 29th, uh, 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 1995, uh, there was a massive department store collapse. And uh, five, I believe, and I just want to make sure I get my numbers right here, 532 people died and 937 people were injured in that. So it was a major, it was an international story. Um, and it was the uh, largest peacetime disaster in South Korean history. And so it still uh, usurps the Sewol tragedy. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple of other uh, 
tragedies. There's there a bridge a, collapse here, yep. actually, as well. Ten times as that. many people died in Sampung, uh, the Sampung department store collapse than even in that bridge collapse. Um, although, uh, you know, quite a few people died in that one, too. Yeah, that was also. And epic. that happened right, I believe, on the tail of this. So that was right around the same time period. Um, the reason I brought up the American uh, uh, disasters is because I feel like it's almost two sides of the same coin. The, and and I, you guys might disagree with this. This is just my my own personal analysis is that if we look at the context of where Korea was at that period of time, it was massive, massive growth. And so right. just build, 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 build. As a matter of fact, I came across a quote and it's really, really quick. Before yeah, sure. your quote, just, just to get a, a, a time uh, uh, gauge here. This was before the IMF crisis, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was be, this was right. about that was like or, the late nineties, right? two or three years before the IMF right. crisis. Okay. If we say if the IMF crisis was 1997, something like that, okay. the, this uh, yeah, this the department store collapsed in 1995. Okay, okay. Um, just making sure I've got my my timeline correct. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'll try to get, help you guys out with this because it didn't collapse like the same day it was built. It would uh, finish construction. It it held up for five years. So, you know, if you're talking about a certain amount of complacency where, you know, you just can't, I don't think humans are really capable of imagining that level of disaster. Do you know what I mean? It's just not in our, I, I don't know if our brains have the capacity to kind of think that that could possibly happen to me, you know? That might be kind of true when people think about like, you know, things might go wrong like what 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 would go wrong it won't be that bad yeah you, you never think is. you're going to be like in that situation where uh, like a literally a building collapses on top of your of, of your head um but the reason i was talking uh i went back and talked about the american uh uh disasters and uh the the the, the sampung one was because i feel like ours is almost like a deteriorating infrastructure um, because we, we know that we need to fund infrastructure repair in America. We have so many bridges that are, um, not passing, you know, uh, like we'll have like civil engineers will come in and say like this, this is not up to snuff. This needs to be rebuilt or whatever. And there right. just doesn't seem to be an appetite in Congress or it's so sclerotic that we're not able to do the repairs that are necessary. And so we are seeing some, some of these symptoms like the collapse of that building in Florida, the bridge in Minneapolis, et cetera. The opposite is kind of true in Korea because they were building so quickly that um, one of the quotes I came across was, uh, build now, repair later. Um, and mm -hmm. uh, the reason that this, uh, it was this way is because um, there was actually, I believe, a law that stated that overseas construction companies could not bid on projects in Korea. It had to be built by Korean uh, construction companies, which uh, overwhelmed them. So they were overwhelmed by just too many projects too quickly. And so they were just mm. scrambling to get these projects built. And so... 
Um, but I'm not going to blame that on this situation because this story is really a story of, I wrote it down here, greed, avarice, and negligence. And, uh, and it was, it's a, it's a cautionary tale. Um, and uh, so let me give you the, uh, the context. Uh, building up, uh, you know, uh, coming up to the 1988 Winter Olympics, uh, sorry, Summer Olympics in uh, Seoul in 1988, uh, Korea was experiencing a boom over the last 20 years. They had performed a miracle, essentially an economic miracle, where they went from, I, I know this is not the preferred term or whatever, uh, developing country, but they had gone from a developing country to a developed country yeah, I, I think i think there's there's a way that i've heard it summarized yeah that i think help listeners understand it better and this isn't just to disparage any other country but to put it into context if you've traveled or if, if you have looked at other countries uh specifically if you could imagine the economy here and your standard of living being like um uh, the Philippines, and not just like Manila, uh, but some of the more rural, not rural, but not Manila areas and cities of the Philippines, to being that of, uh, you know, pretty much close to Tokyo, like that. It's, yeah. it's insane. It's literally what Jack is talking about, the miracle he's talking about. It's actually referred to as the miracle of the Han. And if you're, uh, what's a Korea file? Hangu file? I don't know what you'd call it. If you're yeah. stoked on Korea, if you're stoked on Korea, you probably already know this concept, the miracle of the Han. So if you don't, this is something cool. that we're gonna have to do probably like you know a dozen episodes on because it's gonna be yeah, totally even just a, a brief one. We will we'll we will come back to this. The miracle of the Han. Sure. Yeah, it was that's what he's referring to. Yeah, and it's it's such a weird amalgamation of the Korean. Uh, you know, psyche the, in their DNA plus um, aut autocratic government that is able to basically just say, you're going to build this, you're going to build this, you're going to build this, et cetera. And we, we can go into that. That's not really the, uh, the, the, the purpose of this uh, talk, but, but there, what you got, it, it is the, the, if you look at the context of that miracle, this is part of that miracle where things are just being built so quickly and uh, it just, you know, it, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. And so um, what you have is a, this uh, group called the Sampung Group, and they had uh, purchased a landfill. Uh, and I, we talked about the garbage. We did a garbage patch uh, episode way back when, one of our early ones. Right. Um, and uh, this landfill was located in Sochogu district, which if you know from the Sai song, that's Gangnam, you know? This is Beverly Hills in 1990, uh, 1989, well, a was a landfill, match. a garbage right. dump, right? And, was um, the Sampung company, were they, are, were they like a, a construction company? Like like a Doosan? No, be, well, or? it was called, it's not the, I, they, 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 some of their subsidiaries, I believe were construction companies, but oh, okay. they were a group, which I'm assuming yeah. is a group of investors that have you know put their money together and they develop projects but they yeah, okay, okay. they hire uh subcontractors to do the work and everything and so in this case the uh the chairman of uh of the uh of sampung group 
was this guy named uh, Lee. Uh, well, I'll do the English version, Jun Lee or E Jun. That was his name. He, do, he just has like a one syllable uh, first name. So mm. E Jun. And then the president of the, uh, of the company was his son. And I'm trying to find uh, his name. I had it here. And uh, it's kind of at the bottom of my, my paper, but it's, it's definitely worth uh, uh, knowing. So I'll just tell you guys what the, uh, the name of him was, what his name was. Uh, Yi Hansang. So Hansang Lee was the president um, of, the, of, 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 the, of the company. But, but who was really calling the shots was Yi Jun or Jun Lee. And so uh, what the plan was initially was to uh, they were going to build a four story residential apartment complex in the Socho district. Um, and it was supposed to be completed. I believe they started the, the construction in 1987 and it was uh, supposed to be completed in 1989. Now, what happened is that. Um, the they hired a company called Wusung Construction to build the uh, what do you call that? The uh, I'm so sorry, I the foundation. Okay, so they built the foundation on this landfill, and uh, at that time, uh, E. June decided, you know what, I don't want to build a residential apartment complex, I want to build a department store, and it's going to have four stories that go uh, underground and it's going to go up four stories. So it'll have eight floors and I'm going to throw another floor on top of that too. I want a fifth floor and the fifth. And uh, the reason he did that, I believe, and this is from my, my research was that they were not, um, they didn't have permission from the, uh, uh, from the district to build a, uh, a department store. They, what, what they had been zoned for was a residential apartment complex. And so to circumvent that, he uh, added another floor that was going to become a skating rink. So it was going to have a skating rink on the fifth floor, which uh, that that's pretty cool. Overcome like the, the zoning of changing it from residential to yeah, I don't like understand. I don't like understand. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, yeah. right? It's That's weird, what I was expecting right? you to say. Like, it's a fifth floor, and they're going to have like apartments on top, so that they. But but then you said skating rink, and no, he he June wanted nothing to do with the apartments anymore. He 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 was he uh, he had starry eyes. You know, he's like, we're going go big yeah, or well, go home. You know, yeah. Um, and so uh, apparently, I guess if you're but you have to understand that um, at this time, there were some, you know, backroom deals and, and, and you could get permission in less than, I don't know what to say, like uh, proper, scrup proper means, scrupulous means or whatever, you know, so, so there were, and, and uh, that will come back later in the story when it, we talk about the aftermath of this. Um, yeah, so sorry, already I'm, it looks like we're off to a bad start because we've got a, a foundation that was built for a four-story apartment, and now suddenly it's going to be a, an effectively a nine-story 
building, even if four of the floors go underground, right? Right. So it and it says right here, it says four stories of shopping floors and a fifth floor. Uh, sorry, with four basement floors. Yeah, and then uh, four stories of shopping floors and a fifth floor with a uh, a skating rink. But the skating rink got nixed, and instead of the skating rink, he decided I want to have traditional Korean restaurants up there. So. And that's kind of that kind of like tracks with like your normal department store now, right? You yeah, have your make shopping floors, and then yeah, like the skating rink is kind of weird, right? I don't remember seeing a skating rink in a department store other than like Lotte World. The only one, the only ones that actually are underground. Yeah, yeah, right. And that yeah, one is the on the very bottom floor. It's not right. Yeah. Um, so this was, yeah, this was kind of weird that he was, the, he had this idea, but um, apparently he scrapped that idea and he said, no, we're going to put a bunch of tra- traditional Korean uh, uh, restaurants uh, up there. Now, um, another problem here is that, and, and so uh, at this point, uh, Woosung uh, Construction is like, hell no, I'm out. He's like, you're changing too much stuff. I, we don't want anything to do with this, you know? And, uh, and so he, so some people are, are thinking correctly. That's, that's a good, a good step. Yeah. Do you guys remember we talked about that airplane situation, like the, the airplane, oh. the, the crashed or whatever, because the, uh, the, the co-pilot was afraid to, uh, talk up to the, the pilot. Or yeah. Whatever. Like disagree with the yeah. pilot. I'm thinking there are some of that dynamic is happening, especially if you think about this is like the late eighties, right? It's yeah. like, no one's going to walk up to, oh, the, sorry, one more time. Uh, just coincidentally last week I saw, oh, it was a mini documentary about building materials. Don't ask me why I'm looking at this crap. It was <laughs> Reddit takes you in funny places. And then I ended up going, yeah, you know how this goes. It's just I just I rabbit hole this one, right? And I was looking at at uh, uh, alternative building materials, and this 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 relates, man. Uh, late '80s was kind of I mean, according to what I learned, you know, novice here, it's just last week. The building materials really shifted. So if you go to like the 1960s and 70s, if you want to build a house, it's basically bricks. I mean, that's what you have. It's yeah. brick and mortar, and the if you look today like if you walk through seoul especially seoul uh but anywhere any most cities but if you in any suburb in america whatever but when you're walking around what you're actually looking at if you look at the buildings what you're looking at um is just a facade all the the like structural stuff well what you're looking at is a facade there's nothing there that's actually functional at all it's just window dressing it's just a uh, decoration mm. so the it's paneling and it's it's um recessed or rather the building's recessed from that so there's an air gap uh it's just bolted on the front to look like something so every department store every you know apartments here mm-hmm. um a lot of what that is is just a flange that hangs on the outside and you've seen it because I know like, you know, we've lived in Korea for a decade. You've watched buildings being built here. I mean, if you go to your and own, there, it's much open. thinner brick too, right? It's not a full brick. It's like, there's a... no brick. There's no brick at all. Like oh, the, okay. 
if like right now in your houses, I'm willing to like bet hard cash. If you go up to your wall and you knock on it right now, that's not drywall with pine uh, two by fours and insulation. If you knock on your wall, what is it? It's concrete. Yeah. Yeah. It's cement. They have those big like crab arm things that are piping in to forms. It's a fast way to build. When I came here and I saw that, I thought it looked really industrial and I was surprised to see it was in my own apartment. When mm-hmm. I came here, it was a small apartment that I had in Busan. And actually, no, it's not true. When I was in Busan, I was in Augustel. When I came to Seoul, I had a, a smaller apartment, five-story building, and it was all this poured concrete. And when I came from Chicago, my building was 100 years old, and it's not like that. So not not to, to rabbit hole here, but um, what this documentary was suggesting, or not suggesting, it was explaining, is that during the 80s, there wasn't just a transfer formation of building processes, Mm -hmm. there was a smorgasbord. You went from basically having like two options to having 20. And yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Options, what I'm thinking is in Korea, when you have all those options, those aren't all tested and tried and and perfected. So what happens when you're in a place that's having the miracle economic miracle going on, You've got a a contractor like you're describing who says, hey, 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 that's not the way we do things. Uh, We're backing out of this deal. What do you do? You find somebody who's like, hey, dude, I've got the latest and greatest over here. I got five options for you. What do you want? I got here's the cheapest one. Let's do this. You know, there's so much that's available. You know, I wonder what the actual. um, Well, in in this case, that's exactly what happened. Uh, What happened was that uh, Sampong Group uh, fired Wusung. Uh, construction they said all right you know na 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 hey, hey they, they hey, had hey. options you can't yeah. quit you're fired well instead what they did was they just used their own company uh i believe a subsidiary of wusung oh sorry of sampong uh to just build it so they just gave the contract to themselves now i don't know how exactly they got around the laws of that maybe you know there was a I, I, it, it, according to what I found during my research, and again, um, I should do a quick aside here. We got, I got a little bit of criticism for my shamanism uh, uh, episode. Um, what, uh, somebody made a comment. He says, "Hey, little, little knowledge is dangerous," and I agree. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, going to disagree with that. Um, but I don't think what we're doing on this podcast is necessarily. I'm not the end all of all voice of Korean shamanism, you know, I was trying to give an, an overview of, you know, from reading several articles and just giving people a kind of an outline of what um, my understanding of it is based on the articles and information that I found, not just Wikipedia. And uh, so I'll throw this out there to our listeners. If I'm, if I am wrong about something and you know, let me know. We'll bring you on the podcast. We'll talk to you. Yeah, I mean, Educate us. Right, right. And if anybody thinks that we're trying to come off as authorities, like, no offense, but you clearly have not listened to the podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, it's kind of an overarching theme here is, is being novice. Like, that's the whole idea is that we're like, you know, we're in a, we're foreigners in a foreign land. So we're not, we're not throwing down like a thesis here. Like, right. I am not going to try to publish this in uh, JSTOR or anything like that. I'm just, yeah. what I'm doing here is, is some research from a really interesting uh, event that happened 
and uh, this is a I way for it's... us to learn about Korea as much as it is for us. Yeah, to, to and I bet a lot it. of a lot of teachers here that are people interested in Korea don't know about this situation. And you know, I mean, this is like um, talking about like you know a nine eleven or something. But this is this was not uh, 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 terrorism. This was uh, this was basically a confluence of of really poor choices that ended up in a, a in a tragedy. Um, and it can happen in any country. And I gave two examples from America. So I'm not saying that, you know, Korea is, is an outlier here. This happens everywhere. So, um, but it is, uh, I think, um, notable to talk about. So, uh, uh, so please forgive me if I, if I get a couple of little details wrong. I'm not a, a you know, civil engineer or anything like that. Uh, I'm a, a communications major. I'm doing my best here. But, um, okay. So where did we leave? So, okay, so basically uh, we left off with uh, Wusung built the foundation, um, but they were uncomfortable with all the changes in the blueprints. You know, first it was a residential building. Now it's going to be a department store, a kind of upscale luxury department store. Now it's instead of a skating rink on the fifth floor. Now you want to put a whole bunch of restaurants up there. And uh, one of the other problems with the fifth floor, and well, this will come back to haunt us later, is that it was the ondol style, which meant that mm-hmm. that top slab wow, for such a big building. Cement, yeah, was they wanted to do heated floors because back in those days, I believe in the late 80s, people sat on the floor in those restaurants. And so they wanted a heated floor. Oh, what that means is you need a much thicker uh, slab of cement because you have to run those hot water pipes um, uh. underneath there. And, and so, that means heavier. Exactly. More weight, heavier load. And, uh, and, this, and what I'd like to get into now is to talk a little bit about the, um, let me see here if, if I missed anything. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Especially with my, my lack of communication ability sometimes. Um, uh, with the uh, uh, let me see here. OK, uh, so Wusong got fired and they brought an in-house uh, group to finish it. And uh, now I want to get into the engineering uh, to talk about the two types of engineering that uh, are two different types that uh, that could have been used and the one that they chose to use. And so what they did was they used a flat slab design. And what this is, what this means is there's no steel frame or steel beams. And so instead of what, what you have is you have columns. And the column, the, the slab, the floor. Cement columns. The cement, yeah. So you have, and uh, the cement uh, columns obviously have metal rods in there, which I believe, mm. if I'm not mistaken, is called rebar. It's like a twisted metal kind of like a screw and it it holds that uh concrete into a tight column and so they had these columns that were holding up the slab and this is not um shoddy or anything this is normal um especially for like i believe when i did my research like um large um warehouses are often built this way with a, a slab on top of a column Now, here's the problem when you put a slab on top of a column, the column can puncture through the slab. And so what you need 
is uh, something that they call. Let me see here. Is that kind of can, just for a, a visual? Is, yeah, sure. Be go kind ahead. Of like if I if, if I like took a, a piece of like a couple of pencils and stacked them up and put like a paper on top of it, like it's gonna hold up the paper, right? But if I push just a little bit of pressure on it, the pa- the pencils are gonna like poke through. Exactly, exactly. And so what you need to put on top of that, let's say that the eraser or the pencil is on top of the paper, they're under the paper, instead of puncturing through, you need to put something that they call a drop panel structure, a drop panel. And a drop panel is like a square. And what it does is you put the square on top of the column, and then Mm -hmm. the slab rests on top of that square. So okay. spreads does that make out the sense? area. Exactly. It just distributes yep. the load more e- evenly instead of just having a like, much better way of saying it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, this is something that I learned. I didn't know what a drop panel was, um, but in a, in a, uh, a flat stra- slab structure, which is what they were using to build the, the, the Sampung department store, you must have drop panels. Well, come to find out, some of the columns didn't have drop panels. Some of them. So some, some did and some didn't. Yeah, this is after it already it had already crashed down and they were doing research and they realized that uh. they they cut corners. And so um, the uh, the floor slab cannot just rest on the columns. The columns are too thin and they will puncture right through the floor slab um, because of the immense weight of the concrete floor. So a drop panel is used and it provides a buffer between the top of the column and the floor slab and distributes the load, making the structure more sound. So I just, I pulled that right out of an article. And uh, this is not just from Wikipedia. I tried not to use Wikipedia. I tried to find some other articles because uh, Wikipedia can be a little dubious when it comes to uh, the truth or whatever. So I wanted to make sure that we get our science right here. and like I said, this is not uncommon. Uh, there are structures that are built in uh, in this style, um, but you know, others. When you when I think of like a, a a big department store, usually when you see the skeleton, it's these big metal beams, right? And the beams go all the way across, and then that concrete is rested on top of the beams. And to me, that seems like the much more modern style of 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 construction this seems like i i don't know if i've ever Those metal seen beams it's like that's that's what i even think of when i think of you know tall skyscrapers built in new york back in exactly. the like 20s exactly exactly so and, not that i know anything yeah. about construction but that's what i picture when i when i imagine these huge skyscraper tall yeah. buildings like and now and and now by the way this is not just raw concrete these columns have uh, metal rods in them and then the concrete slabs that make up the floors also have lots of rebar and stuff like that. So the, I'm not just saying they just, you know, dumped a whole bunch of concrete and tried to mold it into, you know, a slab or whatever. But, but in, they are using this thing called the drop panel structure. And so if you're going to do a drop panel structure, there is a mathematical equation of how thick the columns need to be how many metal rods need to be in each column to make it uh, structurally sound. And there also um, has to be a certain width of the column. It can't be a, a certain size. And so- So was, was that known at the time? Was that something that somebody could have known? 
Absolutely. This is uh, common knowledge at the time. There's a, there is a mathematical equation where if you are building something that weighs this much and this size, you need this many columns. Um, they need to be this uh, width or, or this diameter, and you need to have uh, this many rods inside. And so the number of rods that needed to be in the columns was uh, 16. The number of rods that were in the columns, eight. So half. right there, Yikes. yeah, they cut it in half, okay? And so that's problem number one. Well, we that's problem number like five or six at this point <laughs> because we're, we're totally off the blueprint at this point and now we're uh, you know, in the engineering phase. Um, the panels also uh, needed to be, and let me just uh, make sure I get the, the uh, uh, oh boy, let me see if I. You're talking about the draw panels again, just to clarify, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the columns. No. The column, okay. Yeah, so the columns. Okay, I believe the columns needed to be 80 centimeters um, in diameter and instead to, uh, to, sa to save space so that there was more shopping area. Um, they, they use 60 centimeters. So the columns were too thin and they didn't have the adequate number of rods inside to support the amount of weight that was going to be. And you got to remember, they're adding a fifth floor on top of this right. as well, right? So we're just adding more weight, but we're cutting down the size of the columns. Also, something that was never uh, planned on was escalators you don't have escalators in a residential apartment complex and so what they did was in order to uh make it possible for the escalators to fit in there they started cutting into some of the columns so, so the already weak columns are right weaker. the already two small columns and the already you know they're already compromised they're already uh there isn't enough, uh, uh, there aren't enough metal rods in there. And now they're carving out pieces of it to fit the escalators in. So it's really kind of like shameful. That situation is like, you could almost excuse that type of negligence if it was like two different contractors. So imagine like one contractor builds the building, they build mm -hmm. these, these pillars, these structures, regardless of their integrity, whatever. Then they go away. That contractor's from like planet X, they're gone. The next contractor shows up to put in the escalators and they're like, oh, there's a pillar here. We don't know about the integrity of pillars, whatever. We could just, this building looks strong. Let's just carve out a little gap here in this pillar. We'll put an escalator in. Okay, you can kind of excuse the negligence there. Like, hey, they didn't know anything about the, the integrity of the pillar. But you were saying that the building was built by the person who owns the goddamn building. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, they, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they they had intimate knowledge of of that. Uh, they had to sign off on that and say, "Yeah, you can do this to the pillar. You can do this to the building." Yeah, and I and this this E June character, you'll start to his decision after decision after decision. I mean, that's why that's why I, I preface this at the beginning by saying this is a story of greed, avarice, hubris, and mass negligence. I mean, really, this is human error. Uh, and and uh, and people who said no, you know, people who spoke up, I imagine they were okay. Get the hell out of here. 
you know, I'll find somebody that'll do it. You know, there's always another person. And I think that's um, in a hagwan, the consequences are not so great, but in an engineering scenario, they're absolutely paramount. I mean, it's life and death. So, you know, it's like, it's, it's so frustrating to read through this because it's just, it's so heartbreaking because of there's so much death. So um, now I read somewhere that the concrete was insufficient, that they even mixed the concrete wrong. But then I read in another article that they tested it and the concrete was okay. And so I, so I'm not going to say the concrete was, was subpar or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm going to say it was basically the 8016 and instead of 80 centimeters wide, it was 60 centimeters wide. Instead of 16 uh, support rods, they had eight support rods. And uh, just from like a, a, a quick math thing, this reduced the building strength by half. And now the funny and, thing- and there's also a lack of those, what did you call them? The, the plate things to, to stop the pillars from piercing. Right. And right. And I found, they found out later in the post uh, in the investigation that even some of those uh, drop panels didn't exist. Panels, they yeah. didn't even have those drop right. panels. Um, yeah. Now this on top is, of a foundation that wasn't built for what it was, was being put. That there. was way too heavy. And, and we haven't even gotten to the air conditioners yet. Like that's the, <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm talking about it's, it's like, it's, 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 you know, 15 things. And then it's that last one drop of water that Mm. destroys everything. Do you know what I mean? Um, When you, when they build buildings, my understanding is they actually overshoot. So if let's say uh, instead of 16 rods, there were 14 rods, it probably would still be standing today. You know what I mean? Like they're, they, they, the margin of error is very wide for these buildings. So I think yeah. when they're cutting corners and stuff like this, um, but if you cut corners to a certain degree, I mean, you're, the structural integrity is, is gone. So um, the, uh, I think I mentioned this before, after construction began, June cha- uh, E. June changed his mind and said, I don't want a, a skating rink. I want a, uh, a restaurant with an ondol floor heating, which meant an even heavier uh, platform. Um, and, uh, oh, and Ryan, one more thing. Uh, you were asking me about the, uh, uh, about the uh, uh, engineering. Uh, one of the reasons the drop panel system is more popular is if um, it's much easier to put in like sprinkler systems and things like that to install than when you have a lot of metal beams. It's much trickier. Okay. So I think in, for simplicity's sake, uh, it's sometimes much easier to build uh, with drop panels and columns. And so I came across that. And that, that was kind of an interesting uh, little aside. Um, okay, so uh, we talked about the, the drop panels. We, we, I, think, I don't think our listeners care anymore about that. Um, let's see. Uh, here's another issue. Spacing of the columns. Um, you the columns need to be close enough so that the, that the 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 uh, so that they will support uh, the the slab the floor, and instead of uh, putting them in the appropriate uh, distance apart, they spread them out more uh, because they wanted more shopping space. So that mm-hmm. was another. So I mean we we've got weak columns. We don't have the, the rods. 
Now they're not spaced properly. And another thing that I came across when it comes to this kind of drop panel system, the column at the bottom on the, on the first floor, the, the column on the second floor must be directly on top of that column underneath. You can't mm -hmm. just randomly stick the column. So they got to they gotta go all straight up, you know, floor to floor. They didn't do that. They were... <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Like, I know this. I know this from Legos. Come on. Right? Know, yeah, that's, that's like my nephew. Like, he's got this figured out. Sorry. No disrespect. So in an right. effort to maximize retail space, columns were displaced more widely. Um, and placed willy nilly throughout yeah, the building. And, and, uh, and so here's another thing. The escalators. And this is weird because they were actually trying to do something uh, safe here. They had fire shields had been installed around the escalators in the event of a fire. And these shields would drop to ensure that the flames and smoke wouldn't spread to an adjacent floor. Unfortunately, unfortunately these uh, shields meant you had to cut into the columns around the escalators. And I think I mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> for one safety feature, they had to compromise the integrity of the whole building uh, not falling down. Yeah, so that's like that's twice that's happened. So I mean, that I wonder if there's like, you know, I mean, the, the indictment or whatever you want to say, the the charge has already been made. This is history. But I wonder, you know, like one contractor. I mean, you see this all the time in uh, like I live in a very old house mm -hmm. as far as Korea is concerned. This is an old house, and there's not a single ceiling in this house that's the same height. The door frames are different the the widths are the same but the height is different yeah, yeah uh everything's a little different and i wonder like how much of the situation is due to just working with different contractors that you know they get they get to sign off they're like yeah just do whatever the hell you want let's go let's go let's go you know it's that same that rapid production pace where it's just like yeah it's good it's good you want to cut that yeah cut that let's go let's go let's go and i they think don't, you're exactly yeah. right because of that because they were so overwhelmed by projects at the time that it was just like you know this needs to be done yesterday and mm. so we'll retrofit it we'll whatever they need to yep. do okay this this you know uh heat shield doesn't you know doesn't fit yeah okay, so you got, column, you got you know yeah, <laughs> yeah so you got like you got the electrician like like you know looking like making adaptations to the plumbing you know, <laughs> like, yeah, that shit's in my way. Get that out of here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the blueprints never accounted for like an ondol heating system on the fifth floor because there was never a restaurant up there. It was a skating rink. It was nothing. And then it was a skating rink. So, okay. Now cooler heads did prevail at a certain point. So there was a country, a construction company tasked to complete the extension um, advised that the structure, uh, sorry, so basically, when, when it came to the fifth floor, there was a company, uh, another company that was hired to, to, like a subcontractor hired to do that project, said, hey, man, this thing is not built to support a whole restaurant, you know, because restaurants need refrigerator units and uh, stoves and, and, and all of this weight up there. And they said, uh, they said, it's not going to work. And so, uh, and so at that point, uh, e. June said, you know what? You're totally right. Uh, let's just cut the call the whole. No, sorry. No, that did not happen. He fired them. Get the hell out of here. I'll find somebody. 
that's going to say yes to me. And so they, again, anytime somebody voice of reason comes along, they just get fired, you know? And uh, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to that company, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know, um, okay, I'm out of here. Um, and yeah. yeah. Um, so here's where uh, things get really, really dicey. This is kind of the, we're getting towards the, the end of the construction. So we've got the, the five stories are built, but what we have is a uh, three 15 ton air conditioning units that were never part of the plan because there wasn't going to be a restaurant uh, uh, floor. And so at first I read a couple of different accounts. The first account that I read was that they were actually next to the building on the ground, um, but there were noise complaints. And so what they decided to do was move it to the roof because there's not enough weight up there already, right? So let's put them up on the roof. So they put the, these uh, three 15-ton air conditioning units up on the roof. Now, on the roof of the, of, the, uh, of the department store, there was another noise complaint. They were too loud. And so instead of taking a crane and lifting them up and moving them to another section of the roof, what they did instead was drag them across this already weakened and compromised roof uh, slab, um, which is getting tons of pressure from these columns. And it ended up put it, they ended up putting the units over column 5E. And you have to remember that number, 5E is, uh, is very important because that was the, that's the first column to go. And yeah. I don't want to jump your story, but I was Sorry, just curious. No. Yeah. no, no, I, I just, I was I just trying to keep pace for the listeners too. I was just, uh, so this is, you're coming up to the catalyst now, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, where... sorry. I, you know what, I'm, there's so much information. I, I feel like I, I wanted to try yeah, to- No, 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 I'm just- here with. Yeah, um, I just wanted yeah. to see like, the catalyst. This is the, yeah. the big part. This is the big part because these air conditioning units were were really the uh, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Um, how, and so to to get again, just for because I like timing. How yeah, yeah. how long before the collapse were these aircon units moved over five e? Oh, oh, that's, that's a great awesome. question. In nineteen ninety three, so it collapsed in nineteen ninety five. In right. 1993, the air. Oh, when was the building actually? Just really quick. When was the building actually completed and opened? Oh, I'm sorry. It was completed in 1989. Okay. So that was like the grand opening, and so people have been shopping 40,000 customers a day. You know, right. it's on fire. It's they're making they're making Boku bucks, right? So it's just you know it's it's popular. People are eating in the restaurants. People are shopping. Um, so it's open for a bunch of years. And then, and then when do they move the aircon units over? They move the aircon units. Um, well, they moved it up to the roof before 1993, but in 1993, mm -hmm. they got the, the noise complaint. And so they moved it across the roof to column 5E. Um, and in this area, this is where the most visible cracks in the floor of the fifth level were seen before the collapse. And so, so it was still um, almost two years after they moved those, those yeah. units over. Yeah. It's kind of shocking okay. that it actually held for as long as it did, you know, that's I, 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 I don't want to like jump the story, but like, you just kind of keep giving these little bites. And I'm wondering, like, 
I don't know, as like, I have no, I didn't know about this story really at all. Mm-hmm. And so now you're talking about like, there's cracks being seen. Like, what's the timeline here to, to disaster? Was it like there are cracks and people are looking at the cracks for a week? Like, hey, that's cool, whatever. Or was it like, there's a crack and it was like, oh shit, get out. And then like flying, no. like, what, what was happening? It was, uh, it was a slow process where they're starting to see cracks, but they're ignoring them essentially. Um, and and uh, they're, you know, the, the cracks are showing up on the fifth floor. They're starting to see some cracks in some of the columns, um, but nothing, but it's mostly contained to like the fifth floor and the roof area. So um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure like how, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when the timeline, like when they saw the first crack, but I know that that it. But I know that they started to see cracks after 1993 when they had moved it over there. Some cracks in the roof were starting to become visible. Um, that's my understanding. My understanding is cracks were become visible, and they were also visible to uh, some of the uh, workers. Some of the restaurant workers on the fifth floor started to notice cracks in the columns, especially uh, particularly 5E. And so let me see if I can uh, uh, see if I can um, give you a little bit of a uh, background to this. Okay. Um, in okay, so in 1993, the air conditioning units were were dragged across the overloaded roof, resulting in cracking. So that's when the cracking started. When they started moving these huge 15, I guess three 15 ton air conditioning units. And they pull using a pulley system to pull it across the roof, which is essentially putting, I, I imagine it was kind of like bowing a little bit. Like they're actually, you know, the, 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 the uh, slab, that top slab was starting to become compromised. Uh, visible cracks, cracks in the floor on the fifth level were seen before the collapse. The cracks in the columns worsened because the columns supporting the fifth floor were not aligned with the ones supporting the lower floors. So remember how they didn't stack the columns on top of one another. They were somewhere off to a different, you know, different location. And so those uh, cracks in the columns started to worsen because they were not aligned with the ones below. So it has to be like a straight line all the way down if it's gonna support those slabs. And uh, so it says, uh, thus causing the load of the fifth floor to be transferred through the slab. So now the slab is becoming compromised as well as the column. And uh, further to this, the store is three 15 ton air conditioner units, um, which was 50 tons, was four times the design limit alone. and so uh, it was very, very loud and very, very heavy and not part of the plan of the blueprint. So the, 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 basically the roof was never designed to hold that kind of weight. And then on top of that, the columns were not uh, stacked one on top of the other. So you have, I mean, I can, I'm just trying to imagine in my mind, like it's not, the load bearing is pushing down on the on the slab below, not on the column underneath. Um, and so you're you're getting a lot of uh, 
you know, uh, one of the, I'll, I'll read this next part here. It says, um, on the day of the collapse, this is 1995, June 29th, two extraordinary things happened. Um, due to an alarming increase in the number and size of the cracks, some of the cracks were 10 centimeters wide. So this is up on the fifth floor. Some of the cracks that these... That's not a crack. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's like uh the movie volcano or something you know yeah. what i mean where you, you fall to your death um oh okay um okay so um and and also uh i should uh mention this not only was the weight of the air conditioning units compromising the uh integrity of the of the slab and the columns but also they vibrated like crazy and they were super noisy so you have this oh, super heavy shaking uh, machine up there uh, or machines. Um, so the decision was made to shut off the air conditioning unit. So they just turned off the air con and uh, they brought in structural engineers to evaluate the cracks. And, uh, it's and how, how far behind but before the collapse was this point where they're bringing in this, the engineers? A couple of hours. Oh, shit okay yeah that's what so, i thought you were saying I, like the day of but i just wanted to double check on, on that. yeah no i think they did bring they there i read somewhere that they had brought people in before and that they got mm -hmm. like no it's going to be okay but these engineers that came in that day were there just several hours before it collapsed oh, and so uh according to these engineers brought in to evaluate the cracks they warned that a total structural failure was imminent but the they store were not wrong the store was unusually busy that day. Not wanting to lose out on sales, the board refused to evacuate the building. So this went so, to the board. That's interesting. So like the, they came in and they had like a, an emergency board meeting, it sounds like probably. like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, they, yeah. Shit's going bad. It's, 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 it's not good. Um, however, most of the managers and executives were evacuated from the building at that time. So... They let the workers, the retail, you know, people working retail, you know, they got to stay. They had to stay at work. These guys, you know, took off. Um, uh, the, the management thought that they could quell the problem by turning off the aircon unit, which really pissed off customers because customers were like, this is a luxury department store and you don't even have the air conditioning on. And, uh, but, Eventually, uh, uh, so I'll, I'll read this here. While the director suggested to E. June that all the staff and customers be evacuated, uh, this this I got from Wikipedia. So I I I want to uh, qualify this this and and say that's where I got it from. It said E. June angrily refused to do so for fear of revenue losses. However. E. June and the executives left the building safely before the collapse occurred. He did not even inform his own daughter-in-law, Chu Gyeong Young, who was one of the employees in the building of the imminent danger. She became trapped in the rubble and was rescued only days later. So his own son's wife was working and he didn't even tell her to get Dude, out of there. Just to, to put a... I don't even know if it's worth doing this, but I'm, I'm morbidly curious. You said that he didn't want to 
affect revenue losses. Do you have any idea of how much revenue they were making per day? You said 40,000 people per day, but do you have a, a monetary number? Um, I don't, but I imagine, what do you think? 40,000 customers a day? I mean, million, over a million dollars a day? I mean... I have no idea how to guess how much yeah. a department store makes. I'd be um, more interested in not the revenue money. I'd be more interested in what is personal... Um, uh, how could you say liability. liability or liability or benefit is in that situation? Because it could be anything. If it's a billion dollars, so what? He's just a guy. He's part of a company. He yeah. might his personal value of that company might be one percent. Well, let's so just say what, what, is he, what, is group? He, what is he really concerned about? Is he concerned about his own like personal profits in his pocket? Sure, that's a pretty good guess. Mm -hmm. But or is it something where he has a responsibility to shareholders and everything like that? And like, if he doesn't do this, it's the end of his company, the end of his like legacy in line and everything else, who knows? You know, I just, I wonder what the real narrative is for him to be such a dick. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I know, I know. Is it just because... purely like, it's, it's not one guy who's like the king of the mall who owns the whole thing and he's making a hundred percent of the money that's coming out of that. You know, no. like all that revenue doesn't go into his pocket. I wonder if it's something like, if he doesn't keep this ball rolling, he's uh he's screwed you know like, i think right. so i think so and i think you did that, say it was a board decision to not evacuate so it wasn't just him so yeah, right, he's board? the, he's board the board chairman he's the chairman of the board he he's a right. i i would think of this guy like if this had never happened if, if they built it properly we he'd probably be famous he'd be like a chayball guy right like he'd be mm. we would know him the same way we know like the samsung you know, chairman or low, you know what I mean? Like any of those big chay balls, but they, but Sampung group done this, this killed them. They, uh, they had, they lost, they, all their money was liquidated and given to survivors um, in, in a, a trust for, not yeah, trust, I just, but, and again, just going back to what you were saying about the rapid economic development during that period, you have to think about that situation we, in order to have that type of, of uh, expansion. That doesn't happen because one person walks in with a truckload of gold. It happens because a lot of people cooperate, a lot of people collaborate, a lot of people come together. So companies like this, I have to wonder if like he was on the hook and it was, I'm not trying to give some sympathy to the dude. I mean, I know I, the pictures, yeah, I, I'm going to use the F word here, but it's fucking horrifying. That's yeah. the first time I looked at this. It's insane. Like, anybody's listening, go online and look at an image. The building's gone. I it's know. Nuts. I know. But, but I wonder what the true narrative is, like, why the board would allow something to go through like this and why he wouldn't even tell his daughter-in-law. Like, maybe there was, you know, maybe there was more, maybe there's more to it. Like, maybe it would be also the death of the company. I think they, you're... I think you're 100% right. I, I think uh, it's the same dynamic in America where your fiduciary duty is to your shareholders, not to the environment. You know, if, if you if you're a CEO of a company in America and you come in, and you go, you know what, guys, we really need to focus on climate change. <laughs> Before that, you finish that I, I, sentence, you would have a, a foot in your ass as you fly out the door, right? You, you I can't imagine a, it would be the a, a chairman. I, mean, I don't know much about these big companies, but I can't imagine it would be the end of the company. You could, you could, you know, say like, you know, we're just going to close down for today or for a couple of days. Just be like, you know, we've got aircon problems. People can't come in for a couple of days, like make up some bullshit excuse to get people out the door. 
if you wanted to. That's not going to lose your company. I, well, right, right. Not, not, in, not its entirety, but picture this, Kev. Like, if you have a company in a market that's extremely competitive and expanding super fast, yeah. even like, well, what, maybe, maybe a 5% retraction in your expansion is just going to make you not, it's going to make you lose your marketplace. You're gone. Someone else yeah. is going to stop. It might have been something really shitty like this where he's sitting there like sweating, like, hey, look, I see what the this uh, the auditors have told us about the building, but the building's standing. And if I step back, the legacy of my company's gone. What should I do? You know, he's like between a rock and a hard place. I doubt, I, I'm not saying that's the case. And I, I'm sure someone who knows much more about Korea could tell us more about the nuance of the situation and, and what actually happened. Again, yes, yes, uh, yes. We're we not are the novices here again. I like <laughs> yeah, to put yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> actually, to say to say again to, to whoever made that comment, if you do have not like the whole thing about shamanism in that episode, that was one of my favorite subjects. And it's a new subject for me. I'm a super novice on this. If you actually yeah. feel that we were overstepping, like for real, send us questions, comments, or for real, we will come on the show. We'll talk. Yeah, we will host you. Like yes. teach us. Teach that's, us. That's Weird. Part of why I want to do this. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And no, I know. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right, Ryan. I I think it's very easy to pin it on one guy. And I mean, give me a break. It's not that one guy. That one guy is. It's his legacy. It's it's the board. It's the it's the it's the inability to imagine that this could even happen. Do you know what I mean? Like this is this is a catastrophic event that I don't even think I, I don't I don't think he was like twisting his mustache going, man, I can't wait till that thing pancakes on top of all those innocent people. I mean, because that was, you know, but I think he was his own arrogance, his own hubris was his downfall. So it's kind of almost like biblical. You know what I mean? It's like a it's, it's the story of time, um, you know, somebody that thought they were invincible and and had the Midas touch I mean he it was he he really screwed himself he was done he was cooked long before we got to that point where he they all spirited out of the building you know and so I'll try to I'll, I'll try to hurry up through this guys I'm sorry I didn't mean to uh to, to go on for so long but uh it's, it's, it's such a, a fascinating one. story so um yeah. So, so essentially what, what happened was um, it says here that the director suggested that the staff and customers be evacuated. According to this, it says he, he rejected that. Um, the daughter-in-law thing, like that's terrifying. Like uh, that, that is an indictment on his, I think morality to not try to save his own family. You know, <laughs> that's inexcusable, but anyway, uh, hours later at 550 Korea standard time, cracking sounds reverberated, uh, through the building. Um, the five E column failed. Um, it took other columns down with it and that top slab just pancaked. And this is not the whole build, not the whole department store, but the South wing of it, of the, of the department store. And you can see it in, in, if you Google online. And it just pancaked in 20 seconds, just boom, 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 all the way down. And, uh, and, and uh, it was just awful. Just uh, un unlike, you know, I mean, the closest thing I can think of is probably like a, 
you know, 9-11 or something like that, you know, or uh, there was a, in Bangladesh, they had a, 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 a huge, uh, a similar thing. And um, yeah, and uh, the, the clerks in the store, you know, a lot of them didn't know what was going on. Um, as far as uh, rescue goes, um, I'll just I'll just skip ahead from of some of this because uh, there was an investigation. And what the one something interesting is they, they thought first they thought, well, Wusung built this thing on top of a, a landfill. And so they kind of thought maybe Wusung had cut corners, but they were solid. Uh, it was built properly. The foundation was good. It was all those changes and all those little things just added up to an absolute catastrophe where it, the building just couldn't support the weight and they had cut too many corners and they had, you know, they, they hadn't built the columns correctly. And uh, the whole thing came crashing down and uh, lucky enough, they were able to save, I believe, 24, there were 24 survivors. And uh I asked my wife about it because I know you wanted to talk about it, so I didn't do any of my own research, but I did want just, you know, like, what, what memories do you have of it at the time? And she was in high school at, at mm -hmm. that time. She said that she remembers about reading about the survivors in the news. And, you know, she's a high school student, so she wasn't, like, glued to the news as, as other people would have been. But she remembers that, you know, like, they found the survivors, like, days after the collapse yes um this was fascinating uh at first they thought well this could be a terrorist event right because the north korea and uh there were some explosions but the explosions were actually uh cars blowing up because when it in the parking lot the gasoline and the cars it was it didn't blow out like the oklahoma city bombing is so obviously a terrorist event because you have that spray of debris that going out this was just a collapse that just, you know, fell mm. down. And so, um, so they thought, so at first they thought, oh, it could be a terrorist event, but then they thought, no, it's, it's a, it's a structural thing. And, uh, after a couple of days, the, uh, I believe the mayor said, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I wrote, I have like 11 pages of notes here. Um, but they called off the search. They're like, I don't think we're going to find any more uh, survivors. And people started protesting. They're like, no, 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 no. You're, you're going to keep looking. And they actually did end up pulling I mean, This is a, this is a national tragedy at that point. And, and yeah, yep. like, I, yeah, the whole country is, is glued to their, their television sets, no doubt. And, 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 you know, mourning and figuring out what the hell is going on. Yeah, I, I can only imagine... I mean, I was here during the Saywall and I, I remember what that was like. This I'm is sure this the one that similar. I, I think emotionally, this is like the most, the, the closest analog to, to something like that. Because again, it was, it was a lot of hubris involved and, and uh, not following regulations and cutting corners. Um, 24. Well, for the first few days, you're not even worried about that. The first few days, like I remember when, you know, when 9-11 happened, the first few days, it's not even no one ever cared who did this or what was happening. It's just, mm -hmm. oh, my God, is anyone alive? What can we do? You know, that's that's what everyone is focused on at, at that point. And you find one survivor and it's just, oh, my God, you survived. And then, you know, that 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 creates more people wanting to go and like, maybe there's more. Maybe there's more in, to, in to these situations. The, the heroes emerge. You know what I mean? Like those first responders, these guys were just got right in there. And they were risking their lives to to pull people out of the wreckage, and they were able to save 24 
uh, cleaners who had gotten stuck in kind of like a, uh, I don't know how you would say it, like a bubble, essentially. They were protected. Just They just got really lucky. They were down there for a long time. Um, they even had to, I believe, drink their own urine just to stay alive, just to hydrate themselves. Like that's how long they were down there. There were also fires. So they were, uh, they were, and, and there was rain. And so some of the survivors were able to drink the rain water and, uh, and get some of the fire. Yeah. Well, and so they didn't die. And there was, I think the longest, um, 10 days after the collapse, a salesman named Che Myung Sok was rescued. And, uh, there was a girl, Yuji Huan, um, was rescued after a very very long time uh i believe 12 days wow. was, and 16 days later they found a woman on gyung wook um i this one i remember um, 16 days 16 days yeah yeah um yeah 16 days and i i remember uh watching a documentary about this um, the the force of the of the collapse d- ripped her clothes off. That's the force that we're talking about. Like she, it just ripped her. Cl- you like you just completely like the the pressure of the I, I guess the vacuum or whatever that it created when it when it collapsed down. Um, and so when they found her, they you know. Uh, I, I, she was still talking because she was drinking the the rainwater or the uh, the the water they were uh, putting fire uh, putting out the fires with, and uh, she was able to uh, survive because you can go that long without eating, but you can't go more than three days or four days without drinking water. So uh, she was able to drink some water, and uh, but uh, man, the aftermath. Uh, e. June was charged with criminal negligence, given a prison sentence of 10 and a half years. Uh, it was reduced to seven and a half. He died shortly after his release in 2003. His son, the store's president, was convicted and sentenced to seven years for accidental homicide and corruption. Um, responsibility for the collapse went beyond the store itself. Uh, Huang Chun Chol Min former chief of the Socho ward where the store was located was sentenced to 10 years after being found guilty of accepting a bribe of 12 million won. Other officials received sentences between eight and 18 months. In total, 25 people received either prison sentences or were fined. And it really woke up the public to concerns of corruption, especially in construction. And it was revealed that only one in 50 skyscrapers could be called safe at that time. So uh, four out of five needed major repairs and one in seven had to be rebuilt at that time. So this was just commonplace at the time. It was because they were building so quickly. Um, And uh, the families uh, eventually, I believe they received $220,000 each. And uh, Sampung Group ceased to exist. The settlement involved liquidating all of the uh, June Ejun family fortune to pay the victims' uh, money for uh, you know victims' families' money for for the death. So 
fascinating, terribly tragic story. Oh, so um, in, in the end, they held him accountable almost universally then. You said it was his family fortune got liquidated. Yeah, well, or I'm sorry, the whole group. So the board members, uh, him, oh, okay. they, so the, company. the company, right, right. Not just him. He was the chairman of that company. I believe he probably started it. And uh, but it's there. That's why we don't hear of Sampung is a, a footnote in history with this, uh, you know, terrible tragedy. And uh, the uh, uh, what the victims wanted was a memorial site built on the site of the of the wreckage, kind of like the, you know, 9-11. And uh, unfortunately, it was rejected. Um, and now it's an apartment complex. And is there any memorial? Yes. In uh, yeah, in the Yangjae Citizens Forest, there's a, a okay. sculpture made in memory of the collapse. And it was designed by an artist, uh, Iwa Women's University professor, uh, Kim Bong-gu. And uh, can you put an image of that in the show notes? Yeah, yeah, uh, I will. I will. And it it was uh, funded by the Sampung group as part of the compensation package for the victims. So, wow, that was a mouthful. I'm sorry, guys. I really monopolized the uh, the the soul patch today. A lot to talk about. (laughs) uh... I learned a lot. I said it already. That was awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time to do the research and. I mean, I know it's for the podcast, but this is, I mean, for my, I mean, seriously, Jack, like for myself living here, it's a, it's a thing I kind of knew about, Yeah. but um, yeah, uh, I feel like I have a much better understanding of what the event was and it helps me kind of understand more of that time and period. And I'm, I'm curious to learn a bit more about, about it on my own too. So thanks. Yeah. thanks for Yeah. Oh, no problem. Awesome. I'm, I'm so happy to do that because uh, it's very, it's fascinating for me. I didn't know I had only watched a discovery channel uh, uh, documentary about it, but I, but it, you know, you, you can only go so deep, but in doing the reading um, I, I worry about our, you know, crumbling infrastructure and I don't actually have that much fear in Korea these days. Do you guys fear that? I mean, I feel like, um, you know, Korea is actually, yeah, as far as like structural integrity of the buildings that you go in and the, and the, you know. The, um, I guess with oh, two big I mean, tragedies I, 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 with that and the bridge, maybe they've got things that they went and fixed those buildings. They've got the bridges under control now after, after that, hopefully. I, li- I live in a very old neighborhood. And mm. in the first year I lived here, which was just last year, um, I'm in the market. Uh, a portion of the market is covered and that's two floors. There was a giant fire mm. there. Uh, was actually a little worried about the house and it was right up next to us. And the ultimate result of it was it was, or the reason it occurred was due to just shoddy infrastructure. Okay. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, temporary construction is a thing here that, I mean, it's everywhere in the world, but uh, Kev, you remember when we started at our first office building? Yeah, first office building was temporary, and that place was melting by the time we left. Don't you remember? Yeah, the yeah. The basement, the, the, you could smell the bathroom through it or something, okay. and like yeah. there was cracks. There was cracks in the walls down there. Yeah. I mean, it was coming down, and they moved us out, and then the building was gone, and it was built just for us. It was like there and gone. Yeah. Um, I do know like, that, that there's a lot of problems, not, I don't know about problems like with the, the construction itself, but I, I have read a lot of stories about problems of 
uh, protections for the construction workers, like OSHA, the, the, whatever the equivalent of OSHA here in Korea would be, uh, it doesn't seem to be as effective. I mean, if you ever watch construction around your neighborhood, I'll see the guys just like climbing, monkeying around on those, the, the, the scaffolding that they've got up around. And it, it definitely seems that there's, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of injury that I read about I, that happens from a from guy died workers. in my our first exactly. apartment. My my wife's in my first apartment. Uh, they were cleaning the building, and uh, I swear to God, they they were dangling off the roof on a rope and like a like a swing seat, like a wooden swing seat, and just sitting there. And uh, we went for a walk, and when we came back, there were all these people, kind of hovered around the ground and the guy had fallen it had no safety harness and you know yeah. it was so uh, I, I guess to yeah. answer your question about if i'm worried about living <laughs> about that type of thing here in yeah. korea i mean if, when you talk to like like i, I honestly i think that lote the, the new lote tower right that building is probably secure as hell i i, I would, yeah yeah i would yeah, yeah. i would assume that these new or coex mall or something like that these kind of the yeah. type of modern buildings i don't think that we're gonna I mean, hopefully not have the same type of tragedy, but at the same time, Korea is far from free from, you know, like not everything is done up to code. Yeah. Are these, are these growing pain? I feel like here, I feel like this, this is part of growing pains and maybe in my home country, it's uh, dying pains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's decrepitness. Korea's and, done more but, than, than growing at this point though. They're, yeah, they're grown it's, now. it's, they are. Yeah. Um, that's a different gosh, issue. I don't know. Yeah. Enter at your own, uh, live in a one story, you know? Yeah. Just uh, I mean, more know. and more modern buildings are, are generally safe. I think I, I don't, yeah, I think infrastructure here is, is pretty good overall. But yeah, there's construction problems and not not with the construction itself, but in how, you know, protections for the workers and things like that, I think are are a different concern. Yeah. And there's a lot of factory problems with protection for factory workers. Yeah. I mean, you saw that in Squid Game, you know, there was the, the, the factory worker character, what was it, Ali, right? And and that's that's showing about how, you know, like factory workers aren't protected in the same way. So this isn't infrastructure, this isn't building. And there's but there's that's, some that's there's some corner issue. cutting like my my another apartment that we lived in was uh, my daughter's bedroom was right next to an elevator they didn't insulate it properly so my my daughter had mold that would just keep growing and mm. it was just because they they cut the corners on the insulation you know so I don't know um, it's a cautionary tale I I don't know what the solution is you know I mean it's uh, I guess statistically, it's probably infinitesimal, you know, that that you're going to die in a, 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 a you know, a, a, a construction accident. But uh, but it, but it, well, it's, hopefully there's yeah. there, there is no solution to what you told us about today, Jack. What it mm-hmm. is, is it's a it's a matter of learn from history to not repeat it. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's, and they that's haven't learned yeah. these stories. Yeah. So. Well, uh, guys, so, thanks, yeah, thanks a lot, for the man. Info for uh for listening and uh next week on the patch i i promise it'll be more upbeat i i think right you guys don't have anything more bring it back up yeah macabre than uh than than this but uh we we do our hearts do go out still to the families of the victims and and we and we we meant no disrespect we just wanted to uh you know tell the story as honestly as as we could so uh if you want to download the podcast you can go to our website it's the soul patch uh, dot com s e o u l and if you want to send us an email like if you got 
you know, if you got a, a, you know, something to say, you got a gripe or whatever, a grudge or whatever, we're happy to talk to you. We want to talk to you. So uh, send us an email at the soulpatch at gmail.com, S-E-O-U-L, or leave comments in YouTube. And uh, if you can find it in your hearts to give us a positive review there on Apple Podcasts, that will really help us out. So uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week at the patch. Take care. Good night. Here. It's all my love. It's all my love. The quiet man. It's all my love.